Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards. Mr. Speaker, please visit the bishop's website at www.robertgrudolph.org. There you can stay in, in touch what the bishop is doing, stay informed, and also listen to previous podcast episodes. Please make sure you tell your family and friends to check out the podcast. It's also available on the Apple platform. And today we're going to be hearing from the bishop about the days of Pentecost. With that being said, Bishop Rudolph, it is so good to see you and hear you once again, my brother. How are things going? Awesome. A-W-E-S-O-M-E exclamation point. Things are awesome. How you doing, sir? I'm doing just great. Just great. I won't complain at all because God is good. And today I really want to hear about these days of Pentecost because we recently celebrated Resurrection Sunday, the crux of our faith, where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ got up out of the grave with all power. And so with that being said, Bishop, if you would just enter us in with a prayer and begin to teach on the days of Pentecost. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to minister the word via this podcast. Now, God, I ask that you would give me precision of speech and clarity of thought and help me to say it in a way where everyone would understand. Now, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 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 So go well, ahead, Mr. Speaker, Bishop. we are here today and we are so thankful uh, that we had a wonderful Easter Sunday morning, a wonderful Easter worship. And it was a powerful thing to be able to understand and know that if it had not have been for the resurrection, our faith would have been in vain. And I'm so glad that Jesus rose on that third day morning. And he rose with all power, absolutely all power in his hand. And so on today, I want to begin talking about the days of Pentecost, the days of Pentecost. And on today, I want the audience to go with me to the book of Acts, the first chapter, and I am going to read the uh, first few verses of Scripture, Acts, the first chapter, verses 1 through 8. Now, let me just set the stage of what's happening here. The Bible tells us that Jesus had been, he had been raised from the dead. And at this point, a few of his disciples had seen him, but not all of them. But this was a very important statement that he made and also a very important scene in this particular passage of scripture and i even want to give you a hint toward the fact that the disciples just really didn't get it and i'm going to tell you about that in just a minute but let's look at acts the first chapter and i'm going to begin reading with that first verse acts one and one and you will find these words recorded the former trees have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. 
to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse four tells us, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which said he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now let me stop right there. I'm going to say verses six through eight for just, just a few minutes. Again, Jesus, this was the day that Jesus was going to be taken up. Literally, he had been on earth many days after he had died and was resurrected from the dead. And the scripture records that Jesus had been alive for many days, for 40 days, according to verse 3 in chapter 1 of verse 3 of the book of Acts. And this was the actual day that he was going to ascend back to heaven. Now, just watch this. He had been seen alive. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. So he had been on earth 40 days after he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or excuse me, 40 days after he had been risen from the dead. But in verse four, the Bible tells us that they assembled together and Jesus told them, don't leave Jerusalem. Whatever you do, don't leave Jerusalem. Now I'm quite sure many of these disciples were probably in hiding because if you remember, they weren't anywhere around the cross. There were only a few people at the cross and that was Mary, the, the, the wife of Cleophas and Mary, the mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, along with John, the disciple. And that was it. Everybody None got a ghost on him. <laughs> right. Everybody, everybody <laughs> took off. They did not want to have a part of any of this. All right. So uh, Jesus had been on earth 40 days and he told them, I'm about to go away now. You're not going to have me here like you had me here before. For three years, you had me. We ministered together. We did things together. But now I am going back to heaven. Now watch this. Jesus said in verse five, for John truly baptized with water. He gave them an analogy. He gave them a comparison to what he was going to do. He says, John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So in just a few days, you are going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And it has a different connotation than being baptized with water. You are going to change. Now, after Jesus said all of this, and Mr. Speaker, I want you to really help me to understand this. Just help me to understand this. Verse six just totally throws me. It, it tells me that sometimes people hear you, but they're not really listening to you. And it also tells you that Jesus, they had the ultimate pastor. They had the ultimate Bible teacher. They had yes. the ultimate leader. <laughs> and he was telling them all along that the earth, that, look, my kingdom is not of this earth. I, I'm not going to set up a kingdom here. 
I'm going away. But they didn't get it. It was like they heard the first part. They heard kingdom, but they did not hear that this earth was not his kingdom. And so Jesus was saying, hey, I'm about to go now. And it's going to be a different situation, but wait, the Holy Ghost is coming. And a sign that I got back to heaven is that the Holy Ghost will come. Well, somebody, and I don't know who it was, but somebody or somebody's. In verse 6, it says this, when they therefore were come together, they. Now, you you know we don't know who they is. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> who, who is they? <laughs> so, right, but it's, it's more than one. So, <laughs> it's more than one. Exactly. They asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, I'm quite sure Jesus probably got in a righteous indignation state. I cannot believe you're asking me if my kingdom is of this world and if Israel will be restored, will the, will the kingdom be restored again to Israel? I told you for three years that I'm going to be here for a short period of time. I'm going to die. I'm going to be raised from the dead. But they still were trying to be on the right hand or the left, oh, hand, the left hand of the father. And I, I think it plays back into, into human nature because he told them all along he, he was going to die. And then when it happened, they were yes. like, oh, my goodness, they ran. But he told them, I'm going to rise again. And he rose yes. again. And so I think human nature, they just kind of overlook. Well, maybe since he came back from the dead, some things have changed. You know, is he is he going to restore it now? Because it's evident of his true power. But all along, they didn't realize he was always talking about spiritual kingdom. It's not now. Exactly. Not now. Exactly. And I think we hear, I'm just going to say it like this, Bishop. We hear what we want to hear because it even happens today. Yes. Exactly. We hear what we want to hear. It tells me that they were, a lot of them were following Jesus for the fishes and the loaves. A lot of them were following Jesus for the notoriety of being with this great teacher, this great leader. A lot of them were just with them because they had to be with somebody to validate themselves. And so Jesus comes back to life and they ask him, will you give us the kingdom now? And, you know, I'm, I'm quite sure Jesus just said to himself in verse seven, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here because <laughs> these guys, they don't get it. Uh, verse seven, he says this, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father had put in his own power. In other words, let's get off of this. Let's get off of this power trip. Let's get off of all of this. Let's let's. Let's quit thinking about this now because it's not even, it shouldn't even be on your mind mm -hmm. uh, that I'm going to restore a kingdom or I'm going to have a kingdom here on earth. And then in verse eight, and this is where I will end on today, Mr. Speaker, in verse eight, it says this, and I know everybody <laughs> probably knows this scripture by heart, uh, Acts one and eight, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus is saying power is coming. Mm. Don't worry about right or the left side uh, in my kingdom. Don't worry about being 
uh, having a kingdom here on earth. Don't, don't even fathom that right now. I just need you to understand that in a few days, if you just wait and if you just tarry for it, in a few day, in a few days, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And not only will it come upon you as in the Old Testament, but it will reside on the inside of you. And you are going to be an effective witness because you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Most definitely. So now he's saying, look, let all that other stuff alone. You about to get, I'm about to give you something that's going to help you fulfill the mission. You worried about all this other stuff and accolades. No, I'm getting ready to equip you to go out and do battle because y'all don't even know what's coming, but I do, but I'm going to give you that power that you need. And that, that uh, Greek word here being dunamis, where we get that word dynamite from, that explosiveness. And we see that when that power comes upon them. It, isn't that like God? You know, we may want Just one like thing. It. We may want something, but like a parent, he says, that's what you want, but that's not what you need. What you need is this. Ultimately, you'll see it. But right now, just trust me. There you go. Just trust me. And it's also kind of like this example of a father or a mother teaching their child to buy fish or to actually learn how to fish. Mm. Because if I give money to buy fish, you'll always be buying fish for the rest of your life. But if I teach you how to fish, when you don't have the money, when I'm not around, you will have the power to create a meal because I'm going to teach you how to go and fish for fish. And that's mm. the same way it was here with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Jesus was saying, I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm going back to the Father. I have done what I was supposed to do. Mm. But now I'm going to equip you. I like that word, Mr. Speaker. I'm going to equip you yes. with something that will allow you to have the power to do what I need you to do here on earth. And that's what we have today, Holy Ghost power based upon what Jesus gave to each and every one of his disciples. And the same power, the same power that was blowing on the day, or excuse me, the same wind that was blowing on the day of Pentecost is the same wind that we have with us today. We do have that same power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that just brings a, a quick question, Bishop, you know, as we continue to read in the book of Acts and we understand the acts of the apostles and the things that they did with that power that was given to them on this day, we have that power. Yes. Is yes, there a reason that we don't see the production <laughs> based on that power today like then? I, I know it's a deep question, but because we have some church now. We have some yes, church. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. But do we have some outcomes <laughs> based on the power that we should have? <laughs> well, you know what? I think that Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus couldn't do miracles in certain places oh. because of the, the unbelief. Unbelief. I really think, I really think that because we do not believe like we should, we just take it as a phantom. We just take it as something that we do. Because we don't believe that's the reason why a lot of the miracles that we read about in the Bible maybe don't occur with us as readily because we just don't believe. And when you have, when you're full of doubt, 
God can't do anything for you. But if you believe, all things are possible. Come on now. All things are possible <laughs> to those who believe. So I think that's the reason why. I, I believe we, the, the things that happen in the Bible, I believe that they can happen today. We just have to have the belief that it can happen. Hmm, the belief. Do, do you think it will take something? Um, for us to get back to that belief where I'm going with, with this is like even in, in corporate America and in the workplace, you know, you're doing something, but the moment something happens, you know, somebody could have been asking, hey, we need to be doing this. We need to do this. We need to do that. Oh, no. But then an incident happens that forces them and now they want to make policy procedures and rules and get down to it. Do you think it's going to take something like that to occur in Christendom to say, hey, we need to go back to this? We need I to think believe that, from what God said. Well, I, I think that sometimes when our backs up are, up are up against the wall, that's when we open up to certain things that we need to believe in. Sometimes we won't really be equipped with the power or use the power that we're equipped with until something happens where we are backed up against the wall and we have no other choice other than to trust in God. I believe that is probably what's going to happen to get some of the preachers and some of the leaders within the church to really believe and to really seek God like never before. And I'm talking about, you know, back in the day, uh, many years ago, even when we were growing up, uh, church then is totally different than church now. I know times have changed, but there was a total belief on God. I mean, that's all we had. With God, many many people they didn't go to the doctor because they couldn't afford the doctor. Many people they had no insurance. No, no, there no, you go. They, no. they they had to depend on God, God. right? And yeah. so because of that, they feel like, well, hey, I I I'm I'm not in a situation where I have to. I've got the doctor. I've got this. Or I have that. Well, back in the day, they really fasted and prayed. They really sought God's face for everything. everything. And, and many times we don't. So I, I think until our backs are up against the wall, it shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't but be. But until our backs are up against the wall, God can only do what needs to be done at the mm. time. So um, I just hope and pray that the power that we're equipped with right now, that we use it for the master's purpose. Oh, most definitely. I agree totally. And Bishop, as we bring this to a close today, is there any other points that you would like to make or summarize on today about this power that we all have, which is the Holy Ghost? Well, I think that uh, he told them and they had to be obedient. He told them to go to Jerusalem or to stay in Jerusalem. Do not leave Jerusalem until you have the power that I'm talking about, until Holy Ghost power comes. Uh, Jesus didn't even give them a description of how that power was going to come. And we'll talk about that a little later. But he told them it was coming. So they had no inkling of what this power, they knew what it could do, but they didn't know how it was going to fill them. And then the Bible goes on to say that after he had spoken all of these things, a cloud literally lifted them, lifted him out of their sight. And as they continued to look toward heaven, uh, two men stood with them in white apparel, and they said, hey, men of Galilee, don't stand gazing here into heaven, because the same Jesus uh, that uh, just ascended to heaven, the same Jesus is coming back again. And I do believe that we're in the times 
where any day now the clouds could bust open and Jesus could come back for the remnant. So it's very important for us to be ready, not only to be saved, not only to be sanctified and set apart, but also uh, to be ready uh, spiritually for when he comes for each and every one of us. Most definitely. I totally agree with that on today, Bishop. And so I'm just going to ask if you would just give us a closing prayer and then I will take us on out, Bishop. Father, thank you again for this powerful podcast on today concerning the instructions you gave to the disciples as they were going from one point to another. As you left them uh, here on earth. God, you told them, you warned them, you, you, you let them know that the Holy Spirit is coming and for them to stay in the city of Jerusalem until they would receive the power from on high. God, the same power that you gave the disciples, the same power that you healed people with and that you, you gave people a new life with. Lord, we thank you for it and we receive it. And God, as we continue to talk about the power of Pentecost and what it has done in our lives, I ask that you would be with us and help us and strengthen us in the name of Jesus. Let us have a Holy Ghost experience. All yes, believers, Lord. let yes, us Lord. have a Holy Ghost experience. Let us be filled with your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to Bishop Rudolph's teaching on today about Pentecost. We look forward to you joining us next week here on On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. Check out his website at robertgrudolph.org. Remember, On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, always keeping you focused in the right direction.